Welcome to the Dr. Dion Show, where real conversations about diversity matter. I'm an educator and consultant specializing in diversity and inclusion. In this show, I interview top experts and people like you and me, highlighting issues like race, gender, and disability. I'm here to create change, expand your understanding of what diversity means, and to continue the mission toward equality so that everyone has a fair shake. This show is not for the faint of heart, so put on your big girl and big boy pants and ride along. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Dion Show. I am thrilled to be joined by Miss Chris Castillo. Uh, she is a career coach. She is an entrepreneur and um, owner of the business called Empowered Achievers. Welcome, Chris. Hi, good to see you again. Nice to see you again, too. It's been, how long has it been? About two years? Yeah, yeah. Wow, time flies by. So uh, just to let the audience know, we met uh, two years ago uh, when Chris was at a company that's in San Francisco that I'm sure you'll talk about a little bit and your experience there. And I actually did a facilitation there uh, addressing unconscious bias. So that's how we met and have kept in touch since then. Yeah, I know. Well, cool. Well, I, I'm so glad that you're able to join us today. So can you tell me what, what is Empowered Achievers? But first, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I originally, um, Empowered Achievers is my career coaching and development business where I mainly work with high achieving women to build careers that they love. Really what that means though is for the most part, I tend to work with professional women who are having questions about their role and helping them to figure out if there's a way for them to get a bit more fulfillment in their current role, so growing where they're planted, or what that next step might for them might be so that they can really look forward to Monday. Um, but for, for that kind of how it ties into myself is really, that's my background, that's how I got into this business was um, based on my own experiences. Okay, great, and, and what are those experiences that you had? Yes, yeah, so um, I, back when I met you, I was originally working in the advertising world, and I was at an ad agency in San Francisco, and really my kind of, so to speak, peak in that industry was working on the Google account. It was, we were their agency of record. I got to do some really cool things for them, and it was interesting because it was kind of what, in college, I had said, okay, I'm going to grow in that industry, and I'm going to do all these things, and then I got there, and I looked around. And I had a lot of questions about, I was like, I don't know if this is what I really want. And having those, that whisper that turns into a scream as I've, I've, I've uh, heard it described. And so for me, I had started to have questions about it. And then at the same time, it was really the perfect storm of, I was having, you know, questions about my work as a whole. And then my mom who had had ovarian cancer for four years, it had come back and it was terminal. And so for us, it was all of these questions of, we know, we know what's happening on her end. All of, it was really the perfect storm of, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? You know, life is short. And I was being reminded that personally and professionally all at once. And oh. so, yeah, so I moved um, within the same company. I had started training people. And that's when I first got in front of a classroom. And that's when I fell in love with learning and development and seeing the eyes light up and people feeling like they could leave knowing more than they started with. Mm -hmm. And that's when I fell in love with professional development. So at that same company, I transferred into the talent development and culture team. And actually when I met you, I was in talent development and culture, but it right. was a process of like a year. They, mm -hmm. they didn't have, um, when I, when I started, I was like, okay, I want to do this. 
it's not like they had headcount for me at first. So I started doing the work and then they got, I think 50% and 75 and a hundred. And over the course of a year, suddenly I was on that team. Awesome. Yeah. But, um, but really that was kind of the turning point and the, the whole process has been really additive since then. I've went through my Myers-Briggs certification through Essence. I went through, um, you know, I went through my coaching certification since then. And it's been that gradual process of taking more and more steps. That's since great. I, I love that. So, so let's, so let's go back then, because I, yeah. I think what you shared there is, um, you know, this is a, it's a, it's a, it's a really good conversation and a, and a conversation mm-hmm. that matters because oftentimes people that I've talked to and even my own experience, when you witness somebody you love, mm-hmm. uh, especially someone who's ill or just someone who even just, just leaves your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and they had no choice, but, but to leave, mm-hmm. it, it, it really impacts you in so many different ways. And I'll say for myself, watching both my parents pass away and my aunt and uncle for that matter, and realizing that they, you know, they weren't ready to leave. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, you know what, they, they had to leave and they weren't ready and I'm here mm-hmm. and I have control over what I can do. Mm-hmm. So that made me say, you know what, I'm going to just go for whatever I want. Yep. And, you know, no holds bar and, and don't look back because, mm-hmm. because you don't know what, you don't know what's around the corner for you. So, mm-hmm. um, I, 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 we've talked previously about this. So I know that's, that was a, that was a huge moment for you, I'm sure. And I'm sorry to hear about your mom's loss of your mother. Um, but I guess that's kind of the silver lining. Would you agree when, 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 after you, after you come through the fire and, and you're able to kind of deal with the grief, it never goes away, but you deal with it. It, it really can serve as a catalyst. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm with you, right? It's never going to be a good thing. It's never going to be something you want to happen. It's never going to be something that's a fun part of your life. But the reality is it happened. I can't control it. You can't control it, you know, but it's making the most of that situation. And if you can use it as a reminder that life is short and man, I better pick up the pace because I have a lot of things that I want to try and fit into mine. Yes. uh, I think, yeah, absolutely. It can serve as as a catalyst. And I, and I find too that the, the, it's interesting how the universe kind of responds to to your thinking. So mm-hmm. so if not for that perfect storm of um, you know professionally think um, thinking twice about what you're doing, that was in the case in my case as well. Mm-hmm. And then and then this experiencing this loss, it you know it just kind of says you know what it's it's time, let's mm-hmm. do it, let's go for it. Absolutely. And as and as Steve probably would say, he, he like like when he says he says jump, and it, and and it literally yeah. is taking a jump. So mm-hmm. so when you made this 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 uh, pivot, if you would, or when you changed professions, how did people respond to you? Um, it was because you had a good. I know I know you had a good job in San yeah. Francisco working yeah. as as an as an as an executive with huge accounts with Google. That's a huge a huge jump. That's yeah. a huge risk. So what did people say? Was it scary uh, for you too? Yeah, so it was interesting because because I was at the same company, I was able to grow where I was planted. And so I think that that made it maybe less jarring for people. It was more so, oh, you're doing this new thing now. And it was, it was less shocking. I think the biggest response I've gotten was when I left corporate L&D to just mm-hmm. solely do my own coaching business and yes. do the work that I was already doing, but doing it solely one-on-one with people. I think that's when I probably got more shock. And what, um, what, did, people say, what did people say to you? starting my business. Oh, I mean, it's really funny. I think, so I've heard this before and I, and I, and I'm sure you can identify how amazingly true it is, is, you know, if you post something on Facebook of a picture of a vacation you're on or your dog or these things, people love to comment and tell you all kinds of things about it. Yes. When you say, I'm starting a business, it's not really as celebrated. Um, I don't know if you found that same thing, but I know. Oh yes. Yeah. But, but, why, but why, why do you think, why do you think that that's a response? 
Um, I a think little... go ahead. Well, I think there's a few things. I think one, um, it's the a lot of people are used to seeing you know stories of that not being successful, and so they worry for you. But I think a lot of the other piece of it that I learned years ago, actually at Essence, at a training from this wonderful woman uh, named Jude of perception is projection, right? So if it, normally a lot of the uh, things come from people not going after what they want and they don't feel great right. about it. Yes. Yeah. And I, I would agree with that because I, I really think sometimes you're just going about your business. You're just doing what you got to do for yourself mm-hmm. and, and achieving your goals and, 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 and just going for it. And, and, and oftentimes your progress stirs up stuff in other people mm-hmm. and it, it makes them put a mirror to themselves and say, and, and say, you know, why is she, why can't I do that? Um, yep. And, and, and some people feel empowered by that and some people feel paralyzed by that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, so, so the advice I, w- I, I would give is just to go for it because the, the worst thing that can happen is that it doesn't work out, but it doesn't, that doesn't change your, your worth. It doesn't change who you are as a person. It means you tried something and, 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 and which is more than what many people do in those circumstances. Absolutely. And, and um, Mindset, the Psychology of Success by Dr. Carol Dweck uh, is one of my favorite, mm-hmm. favorite, most game-changing all-time books for that reason, because it's, I think it reminded me, you know, failure doesn't mean everything. Even if I had started my business and it hadn't, you know, ended like I, I wanted it to or had been as successful and allowed me to do that full-time as I do now, I wouldn't have just sat in the fetal position and cried, right? Because that's not who I am. And I think, exactly. I think it's a good reminder for people, you know, it's really easy to fill your head with the what ifs. But mm-hmm. when you realize that if you're the kind of person who rises to every occasion, you're going to do the same thing, even if it is challenging, even if, you know, even if I hadn't had enough clients and I had to have driven Uber or whatever I needed to do to yes. get it going, I would have made it happen. And so I think, yeah, absolutely with the jumps, it's, it's easy to remember, even if it doesn't work out the way you're thinking, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you're going to be a total victim to it. That's, that's a shame if you exactly. were. Exactly. And, 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 and with that, I think it's also good to make sure you're surrounded by people who actually will be supportive yes. because people, um, some people, they, they, they're fine as long as they, they, they see you and, and you're predictable. You're just, you're just where, yeah. they, where, 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 where they know you. But the minute that you start growing or, 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 or going beyond what their expectation is, mm-hmm. then, then, then it's sometimes it's, oh, yes, you go, girl. Or it's, I'm going to try and pull this person back. And every opportunity, I'm going to say something negative. I'm going to, I'm going to plant that seed. And, and, and that's why sometimes people who, who make this leap to entrepreneurship and, or taking these, type, these types of changes, you got to be cognizant of that and, and be willing to let go of some friendships that are not really friendships because Absolutely. if someone's really your friend, they're going to be supportive of you. They don't have to agree with you, but they don't have to plant negative seeds and try to keep you back and, 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 and start making you question yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, the same can be said in corporate too. I've actually seen that. Hmm. It's interesting. I've had a few of, of my clients who are in corporate still and they're not, you know, it's not like they're doing anything that crazy sometimes, but for them, they feel a struggle of, well, um, I'm just so nervous and, and they, they need more people around them who are going for what they want. And it's the right. really passionate factor. And so surrounding yourself with more of those people and also realizing, I think that's a challenge because I've, I've certainly felt this way before of, oh my gosh, does that mean I'm going to have to cut out these friends and this, that, and the other the reality is you don't have to cut anyone out, but just naturally things happen, right? If you're becoming a person who is really interested in focusing on X, Y, and Z, you'll probably 
find more of those people gravitating towards you. And it just, it works out. It's not Absolutely. as, it's not yeah. as scary as it might feel to say, Oh my gosh, do I have to defriend all these people who are yes. in my life? Yeah. Yeah. Because, because I think just in terms spiritually, I think that, you know, once you let go of something, then something that you want comes in, but you have to have the courage to kind of let it go. And I, I think we just, I think we're, we're energy. So I really think that we, we, we will attract what we want in our lives. And for, I think that's been true for, for me and in terms of my journey. So so absolutely. Yeah, agree. So, is this, agree. so this is what you say to your, your so you have a, a high, high achieving woman or mm-hmm. man. Is it just women or men? So I have a female clients. Primarily I work with women because really who I work with are the people who are super high achievers, tend to be perfectionists, struggle to say no to things. Mm-hmm. It's really, to be honest, where I come from and that's my, you know, my background. The reason okay. that I that I do the work I do is there's, there's a lot of coaches. So it's a, it's an interesting industry because it's largely kind of the wild, wild west in terms of accreditation and things that you can do. And so I've seen a lot of people who get certified in you know, something that's not their own and just kind of parrot it back out, which certainly that works for them. But for me, the thing that I won't do with my clients is a program I've designed myself because it's exactly what worked for me. It was getting clear, you know, on, what I like, what I don't like, and how I can get more of that in my career. And, and as simple as that is, I think almost all advice can be summed up to that, right? Do yes. more of what you like and less of what you don't. <laughs> so so, so you, you said you, do, you, you address or you talk to high achievers. Yes. So if someone's a high achiever, why do they need you? That's a rhetorical question, but I want you to, I want you to answer that question for me because, because people, people look at you and they say, oh, well, you're already achieving. What else do you need? Like, come on, be happy where you are. Yeah. So who it tends to be is those high achievers who aren't sure that they're achieving what they want to achieve, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, yes, I'm super successful. I've, I know that when I put my mind to something, I will deliver 100%. That's something that I used to be told. And so a lot of my clients can identify with that of, oh, I know if I need something to be done, I'll come to you, uh-huh. right? So uh-huh. that becomes their badge of honor. And you go on this, I've, I've heard it described, which I loved as, the, the treadmill going for gold, more gold stars and you kind of get there and you're like, well, I don't know if this is what I want. So it's, it's helping them to define what success is to them, what they're looking for and to yes. do it that's fulfilling so that they're still achieving and doing and mm-hmm. having all these wonderful things, but in a way that they want to be. And that's more sustainable. Yes. And I, and I love when you, you say you use the expression grow where you're planted or in essence leave. How yeah. do you know, how do you advise people on, on when, when it's time to try and grow where you're planted or if it's time to, to move on? Yeah. So typically the biggest thing is getting clear on who they are and what they're motivated by. Right. Because so I typically group most career concerns into two buckets, the what and the how. Mm-hmm. The how is the tactical. I don't like my manager. I um, don't feel like I can learn new things here. I I'm feeling frustrated with my team. The what is what I'm doing as a whole. And a lot of times people come to me with all these things on the how side of all these concerns. But really, if they have a bigger question about what they're doing as a whole, you could solve the how all day long and it's not going to do very much at all. Yes. You're going to square one. And so um, helping them to get clear on if it's a question with that, normally that's a larger, a larger gap that's harder to solve. And then the biggest thing is, what kind of things are you motivated by? What do you like? What do you not like? And again, I always work on kind of who am I at my best and what kind of things, how can I express more of that in my role? Mm-hmm. And so we'll go through once we get really clear on 
quote unquote, that person, because sometimes it's difficult to think of it that way. Um, we will go through and say, how are these, how are you able to do these things in your role? How are you not able to, how could you do more? That's maybe a third option because like one of my clients the other week was a perfect example of, um, a huge thing for her was connection. And she Mm -hmm. said, I don't care about what my clients care about. How can I ever be connected to them? And so we had this larger talk about it. I was like, well, do you have for your connection that you need? do you have to care about what they care about or could you just care about them? Is it connection with them personally? And she kind of had this light bulb of, Oh, you're right. When I have these offsites, I feel really connected to them. I care about them, even though I don't care about their end goal as a company. Yes. So if I can incorporate more of those, I can get a bit more fulfillment in that way. Mm-hmm. In my That's great. Yeah. Does that answer the question? Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. I love that. And, 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 uh, I'm just kind of t- to tie back to, to, to your journey because you, you were fortunate enough to recognize that you want to change what you're doing mm-hmm. in, your, in your actual job of where you were in that company. And yes. they clearly allowed you to do that. So some, some people who are in positions, I've heard people say, no, you've been hired for this. You're going to stay here. Mm-hmm. And, and then that person's just stuck. Yes. How, how do you counsel somebody on that? So it definitely, you're right. It definitely depends on the company. I think if you go to a company with a way you want to grow in order to stay there and they say, there's no way that we would consider that, that probably says something bigger about the company. And that's when you really have questions of if I can't do, do, you know, what I'm looking for here is, is this an irreconcilable difference? So to speak, yes. Because, yes. you know, a good career, I, I've, I've said this many a time is a good career is like a good relationship. You both put out there what you're looking for and hopefully you guys are both going in the same direction. So there you I'm go. All for yes. Yeah, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm with you on that. And, and, and I, I understand it's a business, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be reminded that's a business. I was, I, I want you to, I want you to let me know that you actually care mm-hmm. about my feelings and what I want to do. And, yeah. and if you can't show that and you can't reciprocate the, the loyalty and the, and, and the, the work that's being put in to mm-hmm. maximize your, your output, then, then, then you have to really question, you know, should you stay or should you go? Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think especially because of my background in talent de- development and culture, I have a, very strong opinion on this. And, you know, fortunately that the agency I was at in San Francisco, there were, there were a few things again, I had, it was a great company because they really supported that. But also I had a manager who said to me from, you know, the get go, I know that you're not going to be here forever. So if there's something that's better for you, I'm going to support that. Even if it's, even if it's more advantageous for me to have you on my team. So that's awesome. is great management. Absolutely. Allowed me to have that. Yes. Um, also, more companies are realizing that they're being held to task for this because, especially with the influx of millennial employees, it's now become a required factor, not just a nice to have. Mm-hmm. And so, I think we're seeing less and less of those companies who say, "No way, you were hired to do this job," as as we kind of mentioned before. Absolutely, and and that rigidity does not fly <laughs> for millennials. Yep, and, they, and and that's what's you know it's it's kind of people are being taken to to task a little bit that's because right. yeah well okay I could go elsewhere. Um, there's a fabulous book called The Purpose Economy by Aaron Hurst that talks about mm-hmm. how part of the reason millennials search for purpose in their role and are more likely to leave companies is not because they're not loyal, but it's because we grew up during you know recession and these things that made us realize that maybe there's not stability in pensions in the way there once was. Yes. And so our constant is doing work we really care about. 
and and they also value their 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 personal time mm-hmm. they don't want to be spending 10 hours a day at work they also want to be able to to, to do things that are important to them and to, and to mm-hmm. maintain and sustain their, their social relationships and and so 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 they, they've literally just disrupted the, the workplace um yeah. and will continue to do so for years to come absolutely yeah absolutely and what's and what's what's a common concern are what's what's the biggest trend that you've seen working with 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 people so yeah i think because i primarily work with women i i've seen a lot of trends with women in business and and one there are a couple that kind of stand out to me i mean first and foremost is a common one that i'm sure you will nod your head at which is the idea of so many women love to support those around them and encourage them to go for all these things. But when it comes to themselves, mm-hmm. oh, no, I could never do that. Yes. Right? So that's one of the biggest ones I've seen. And it, it's mind blowing to me is you're first to support other people and, and you put yourself really on the back burner. And I, I've seen that a lot with women. And then in that kind of same vein too, um, this, this insane pressure to solve everything yourself to have to, you know, not only are they spreading themselves in in their, their day-to-day work life, but also, you know, that's why coaching in and of itself exists as an industry is to hold people accountable, to encourage them on those times when you feel like you can't do it and to give you an easier path. I've, I've, I've heard it described, which I loved as, um, it's like going on a treasure hunt without a map. Why wouldn't you just take a map? You could dig around and hopefully find something, but Mm-hmm. a lot faster. And so that's, I think the other big trend I've seen is just people putting this un- unbelievable pressure to have to solve everything and to know what they're about and feel like, how can I go into a profession without knowing my purpose and, and, and enlightenment and, yes. and all of that. So, so, and it, it kind of goes back to, it's like a double-edged sword because people who are high achieving are, are typically People who who get things done on their own, they 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 can work independently pr- pretty pretty well. They necessarily have to help for help to get help ask for help to get things done, uh, mm-hmm. and, and and that could be a, a whammy because because yeah. if you're so used to just achieving on your own, you don't necessarily know how to or you don't feel comfortable reaching out for support and help from other people. Yes, yeah, absolutely, and and um, teaching people to some of just the smaller tools to say yes or ways to. You know, Gretchen, Gretchen Rubin has the Four Tendencies book. I'm not sure whether you've read that one yet, but it's, mm-hmm. she talks about um, how people commit to doing things. And one of the tendencies, and I, I don't completely remember off the top of my head, is uh, one where you'll do stuff for other people, but not for yourself. So even using that to your advantage, right? Saying, oh, saying to yourself, maybe when I'm asking this person for help, I'm allowing them to help me, right? Doing yes. some of those things with a little turnaround in your head. Yes. But it doesn't feel so scary or daunting. And and I've and I've found too that the people we're going back to people that are in your circles, mm-hmm. the people who are your cheerleaders and who really really are just like so excited for you and and want to support you, they want you to help. They want to help you, yes. and and they feel so much a part of this of, of, of the process when you turn on and you say you know what can you help me do you mind do you mind mm-hmm. doing this for me and so it's just not you're not even burdening people but and and i had to look <laughs> i had to dig deep and find this out for myself as well because i'm used to just being doing do my own thing and and i but i realize when i've asked people for help they're like oh 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 sure i'd love to thanks for asking me and 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 not realizing that you that you're you're contributing to them because you're mm-hmm. them in, in the process so yeah. so yeah so so being vulnerable in, in that manner is, 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 is a good thing. 
yeah, happy, happy people love to see other people be more happy. Ha ha. Well said. <laughs> and miserable people. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Misery invites company. Yes. <laughs> which is why. I'm sorry. That says more about them than you. It really does. And which is why you have to just kind of, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll love you from a distance, but uh, yes. I can't, I can't have that in my, in my inner circle and, and mm -hmm. affecting my, my flow and my energy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, how has your mom's legacy been impacting your work? How, how, what, 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 did, what have you learned from the loss of your mom? And, and is, she, is she in your daily activities? Is she, can you hear her speaking to you when you're coaching other women? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mom, you know, she was always an unbelievably tough and strong-willed woman. And it was interesting because she did it with the mix of care while still telling you, well, you could do better. Mm -hmm. um, the ongoing joke was once I came home from college and I, my mom had invited the refrigerator repairman for dinner because she found out that he lived far away. And so she, she insisted that he stay for dinner. And so it was always the kind of balance of super kind while still saying, I think you could probably stand to do that a little bit better. And so it's funny because I do feel like the coaching business as a whole is exactly that. It's, uh -huh. I love my clients, but I will push them. And it's the kind, kind encouragement, the, the little challenge for them to think of things a different way. And so one, I think that's how she always did things, but two, it's really the legacy of, um, do what you want to do because she sure, she sure did. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, and it sounds like we have similar moms because my mom was very, she was a force to be reckoned with. She mm -hmm. spoke five languages. She was just at the peace before she passed away. She was just like well-loved. Yeah. Um, and we were very much alike, which, which caused some, obviously some, 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 some conflicts at some of the times, but there was mutual love and respect. And um, most definitely she was just very like straight to the point. And, you know, I think you should do this. Don't do that. But it was always with a dose of love all yeah. the time. So, so I, so, so, so because the love was there, she knew that she could just speak plainly because she knew that she, because I knew that she loved me. Yes. And, and I find that, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm speaking to people, especially in my, in my business with, you know, diversity and so on, and, and just, mm -hmm. just with women as well, it's just, it's, it's, it's saying things lovingly. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the people know that you're coming from a place of, I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm here to help support you and, and to, to, to help you grow. And mm -hmm. so it's, 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 it's a blessing to have that type of person um, on the earth to, to teach you that before they leave. So I, so I'm saying this because I really feel so fortunate to have had those lessons and yeah. it was scary when she left because I was thinking, okay, who's going to advise me now? Am I going to be okay by myself without, without this, without her input? But I realized that she gave me the tools before she passed, yeah. which is yeah, absolutely. huge, which yeah, is strong, strong women, raise strong women. But to your point too, I, I think with my mom and I, it sounds like you would say the same with yours is they lived so fully in the time they had that even though it was shorter, they yes. got all their lessons out. They taught you all the things you needed to learn. So even though it's still sad, mm -hmm. you, it's not because you didn't have enough time to learn what they needed to teach you. At least I that's that. all. I, I love that. And I, and I totally agree with that because there are people who live into the, in well into their eighties and nineties mm -hmm. or whatever, and they don't necessarily achieve what, 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 they, what they want to achieve and, mm -hmm. and um, grow to the extent they wanted to grow. So I, I completely identify. That's yeah. lovely. Yeah. So, so what, what's next for you? Oh, I'm, so really it's been, um, 
kind of crazy in the one-on-one work I've been doing. I, I still do some work with companies in terms of, I ran a training in New York last summer uh, for an agency on introversion and extroversion because anyone who has ever worked with an agency knows that oftentimes it's a, loud of the, a lot of the loudest voice in the room, as they call it. But um, I've done some, you know, I've been doing some of the corporate training. I think more of that corporate work, I've, I've had more of that on my roster this, this year. And so continuing to grow my business in that way, it's, it was, for me, my focus was let me grow the one-on-one side first and, and then pick back up with the company stuff. And so that's kind of the next iteration of my business is growing into that a bit as well. Great. And right now you're based out of Colorado. However, mm-hmm. you travel anywhere to, to do your work. Yes. Yeah. I would, my, my workshop last summer was in New York. Um, I've done San Francisco. I've done quite a few places. Okay, great. So where can people find you? Uh, so my business is called Empowered Achievers. Our website is beempoweredachievers.com. And that's B-E. B-E, yeah. yes. And so you can always find me there, uh, Empowered Achievers. I'm on social media. So most of the places, also you can always just look up Chris Castillo and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'll probably be the one one woman named Chris Castillo. So it's easy to find. <laughs> okay, great. So, so what, what would be the takeaways from this conversation that would you like your, your people, our listeners to hear? What would you say to them? Oh, man. Um, I think the biggest thing is life is short, do it. So, you know, legacy, legacy is important, but you want to, it's, it's easy to make decisions out of fear. Make them and remember that you're capable of probably anything you really choose to do. I love that. And, and I will add to that, when you keep getting signs that you should be making a move mm-hmm. or making a shift, mm-hmm. just go for it. And, yep. and I, I, I think the failure is in not trying. Because mm-hmm. oh, once yeah. you try something, then you, then you, then you tried it. Yeah. What's, what, what is worse than, than sitting back and saying, you know what, letting, watching your life pass you by, and then you're thinking, you know what, I should have tried that. And you don't know what the outcome would have been had you not had, had you had you tried it and not tried it. So I think it's 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 a, it's always a good thing just to go for it. Yeah, and, I would and, rather regret something I did. I'm sorry. I would way rather regret something I did than something I didn't. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I really appreciate your time today, Chris Castillo. Yeah, thank you and, so much for having me. Oh, it's great to see you. We'll have to we have to rectify this. Um, not seeing each other for two years. Uh, well, I know. <laughs> let's not let another two years go by. so great so i appreciate you coming today uh this was absolutely a conversation a diversity conversation that matters because we we dressed women we dressed um um coming overcoming death we -hmm. talked about um you know going after what you want we talked about what else we talk about um Oh, I mean, those are some pretty big things. <laughs> yes, they are pretty big things. So, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. So if you like what you hear on the Dr. Dion show, please go to my iTunes page and write a comment. Love to hear your, 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 your feedback. Thanks so much for coming on today, Chris. Thank you for having me. All the best. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.